You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge. Tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Not sure if you realize this or not. And you especially don't if you're new here. But Lightworkers Lounge podcast is 100% done by me. The podcast. I record it. I edit it. I post it. I do the show notes. I do everything as a one-man band. And I love it. It's my hobby. It's my passion project. But at the end of the day, I am a business. I am an LLC. And while I don't like having advertisers on my show because I think that those seven-minute long do this, do that, try this, that shit just loses me. And even though it could be a really good podcast, if I find that in the beginning of an episode, I'm lost, I'm done, I'm gone. It waters it down. I don't want to do that. Unless it is a product that I use every single day and I swear by and I would sell, I, if I would work for the company, then I'll promote it. I haven't really found that yet. So this show is 100% done for free. And I love it because I love you. But if you guys want to pay it forward and help me out and show your appreciation and your support for this, for this energetic exchange, leave a review, share the show. That really helps get the show on the map, which grows our network. And for me as an LLC, increases revenue and helps keep this show ad free. If you want to work with me, you know you can always invest in a private reading. I offer readings for the basic beginners and readings for people who know their sun, moon, and rising are thirsty for more. You can also subscribe to Cosmic Coconut Astrology School on lightworkers-lounge.com. Here is a podcast about all things Mercury Retrograde. The more I study astrology, I like to pull myself out and be the observer and say, why am I spending hours reading a book on this? Why did I just invest $300 into a course? Why? Why? What is making my behavior or what is piquing my interest in this topic? And I've currently been scouring the internet based off of your guys' recs, thank you so much, on a human design professional. And I'm fascinated by it. In fact, I really feel like I have one foot in astrology and one foot that's getting really close to being submersed in human design. And then, of course, I want to figure out, okay, how do I take my birth chart and my human design, get them to have a baby and use that baby to live a good life? But again, listen to what I just said, to live a good life. Do I not feel like my life is good right now? Have I fallen into a trap of social media that makes me think I should have this by now? I should be doing this. I should, I haven't flown on an airplane in three years. Oh my God, that hurts my heart. But maybe I actually don't want to because I could have many a times, but I didn't. And maybe I need to just let that side of me ride. Maybe I've stepped into the Taurus rising and I'm I love being in the Midwest right now around farming, around nature and greenery and the simple life. Maybe I need to just let that be. But it's almost like we use 
spirituality and self-discovery dynamics to assess and categorize our personalities. And I thought, why would we want to do that? For what reason would we want to consistently assess ourselves, connect the dots between our behaviors and thoughts and likes and dislikes? And why would we want to categorize ourselves and wear a badge of fire sign honor or Virgo moon honor? Why would we want to do that? And I think it's because we feel so unheard. You know, I was looking at something on Instagram the other day, probably a suggested post. That stuff is getting wild with what they suggest. But it said something about if your love for animals is super intense, like the more passionate your love and care for animals is, the more it is a sign of someone who has never experienced calm, grounded, and unconditional love. And I just was like, as an avid animal lover, since I was a little girl, it was like, wait, 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 like, you don't understand. I've got a sixth house stellium in my birth chart. That's the house of pets and my Pluto, my moon are in there. I, I love them. There's my excuses. I've got Pluto, the moon, Mars, stars, constellations, and a pie slice called the sixth house and this blueprint of my soul called the birth chart. Like, <laughs> As if I need a reason to explain why I love cats and dogs and animals. Why would I need a reason to explain that to someone? Because people have told me you're too attached to your dog. You do too much for your dog. You sacrifice more than for your cats. So I feel unheard. And I think... First of all, that animal quote, I, it triggered me, but it's true. It's true. I have not experienced that unconditional love that won't go away. I can't tell you how many times I've had friends or partners or whatever where the love was so strong and the bond was so just obvious. And that is my, here I go, <laughs> solidifying why I have the experiences in my life. It kind of gives me some closure. But I'm just intense. I'm an intense, very emotional, ride or die for my loved ones type of person. And I've always felt that. But astrology kind of gave me the permission slip to own it. Why would I need a permission slip to own who I am? Because I wasn't fostered in an environment where owning who I was was acceptable. That didn't come with big reactions or questions or, oh, that's weird. And at the core of it all, we all just crave a sense of acceptance and belonging. We are all communicating different things and fighting for what seems like different things. But if you strip down the layers, we all want the same thing. We're just using different words and tones and languages and different approaches to try and reach the same thing, which is unity. which is acceptance, loved for who we are without having to over-explain it. But I just don't think that Aquarian utopian is going to come anytime soon because there are a lot of really hurt people and a lot of dark energy just flat out exists on this earth and we have to accept it. There's the realist side of me. So with that said, 
because I feel a sense of responsibility and I feel in all of my readings and these recordings and on Instagram, I have a lot of power. I hold a lot of power because People invest a lot of their hard-earned money, a lot of their time following me on social media and investing in these one-on-one intimate readings with me because they are in a place where they need some clarity and guidance or maybe they're in a place where they feel so unseen by everyone around them who was supposed to love them unconditionally and see them and accept them for who they are, but they don't. And so they come to me for guidance and help, and I don't take it lightly. It's a, it's a responsibility and a job that is high intensity. There's my favorite word. I have to remind them that these modalities like human design and astrology, they are great. They really are. No matter what you say, they are wonderful for self-discovery. And most of all, when you can use it, not for yourself, but for the people around you, that's where the real juice comes from this fruit of self-discovery is, I always say that you should get a reading for your lover's chart, your spouse's chart, your mom's, your dad's. I should market that more. But you should get a reading and just go over, like let's say you're married and you have a husband. You should invest in a reading just reading his chart because you may learn to understand him a lot better and receive permission slips as to why they behave the way they do or why they have a tendency to move towards this. It just, it develops more compassion, grace, and understanding. You know, it's sad, but as an astrologer, I forget to look at my own chart sometimes. I get so caught up in reading all my friends, my family, and of course, clients that I'm like, oh, wait, I have one of these things too. Who heals the healer? Who teaches the astrologer? (laughs) I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to find an astrologer that I don't know, that I'm not buddies with, and have them read my chart because astrology is an artistic expression at the end of the day, just like you know, math, algebra, that is one subject. There is only one way to do it, yet it depends on who your teacher is and how they deliver the message that you may or may not understand it. And that is the perfect segue into today's podcast episode about Mr. Mercury Retrograde himself. Here we go. I'm going to make this so short and sweet that hopefully you understand it and something clicks. Mercury is the planet of thinking and communicating. He tells me, okay, how does this person process information? How do they deliver information? And if they get anxiety, all right, what's happening with Mercury that may be causing this? And depending upon what sign and how it's aspected and placed in their chart, I can help people with overthinking or Thinking and not doing. Analysis paralysis is a common one I see in birth charts. And we can dissect the rest of it to come up with a game plan of how they can beat this strong Mercury in their chart. I'm now, see, I'm looking at my own chart right now just to give you guys an example. My Mercury is conjunct my sun. What does that mean? My Mercury is sitting on top of my sun. So a part of my personality, sun, is 
vocally expressing myself, thinking, writing, speaking. This is actually a common placement for people because Mercury and the sun, they like to travel together holding hands. So I see this in a lot of charts, which of course we are in a day and age of share, 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 teach, preach, speech. This is the era of life we are in. But the tighter the conjunction between those two, the more I can tell this is someone who is just witty, smart, quick, loves to communicate, you name it, or has a lot of inner demons in their mind of overthinking, analysis paralysis, anxiety, the like. So let me just go over Mercury through, not the signs, but we're going to use the elements, okay? Mercury, how you think and how you speak. If your Mercury is on a fire sign, Sagittarius, Aries, Leo. This tells me, this is actually, people wouldn't suspect it, but this is the sign of a psychic. These are people who receive downloads in their mind and just thoughts and ideas and inspiration like that. It comes out of nowhere and it sticks with them. They're fast, they're fire. These people are really animated when they speak. They're very witty, very sharp. But sometimes the disempowered side of this is they don't think before they speak. It just comes out of their mouth and they go, oh shit. Yeah, shouldn't have said that. Um, these are the people who have to apologize on social media quite frequently for saying, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Which leads me to Mercury in Earth signs. Mercury in Capricorn, Taurus, or Virgo. These are the grounded, stable, I do think before I speak, signs. And these are the people who need things repeated. So when I'm giving a reading to a couple and I see someone's Mercury is in an earth sign, especially Taurus, I remind them, hey, these people don't, like when you say, honey, I asked you to take the trash out. Why didn't you do it? And you get upset with them. Well, their Mercury's in Taurus. They need things repeated over and over and over. They need it written down. They need it on a calendar on the fridge. They need lists in order for them to, you can't just give them verbally fire signs, a list of things to do and come home and expect it to be done. Oh no. They need to see it wrote down. Okay. So Mercury in an earth sign, you need grounded, non-reactive communication. They do not like when things get fiery or the tone changes and gets louder. These are my grounded people. Very methodical. The only thing is the disempowered side of this is sometimes they can talk more than they do. And these are the people who could really scrutinize other people's vocabulary and their writing and the way they speak. Mercury and air signs, Aquarius, Gemini, Libra, these air signs rule communication. This is Mercury's domain. These are the people who are very cerebral. Libras, Mercury and Libra, these are my socialites. Mercury and Gemini, these are my walking human libraries of the best podcasts and books. Mercury and Aquarius, ooh, these are the people who, if you are stuck and need to think outside the box to get yourself out of a situation or create a project, a creative endeavor, you want to find somebody with Mercury and Aquarius because they are unique and genius-like. And then finally, Mercury through the water signs, Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio. These are my sensitive people and I always give them the reminder of, hey, when your thoughts are taking over, imagine it as water going up, up, up over your head. I always tell them, 
hey, you're drowning in emotions. And so when you're having a difficult conversation or when you're in a day where you just feel like your thoughts and your beliefs about yourself are negative and dramatic, you're underwater. You can't talk Your eyes are covered. Your ears are covered. You can't hear what's going on. Go for a walk. Let it sit. I know when we're in these uncomfortable feelings, when we're underwater, we just want to swim to the top and breathe and ah, oh, get me out of that. Especially if you've got some fire in your chart. But this is that calm. Let the wave ride. Let the water come up and it will recede. Let the tide go out. That's how you work. And again, mercury in a water placement is also really an ode to someone psychic and very, very intuitive. So Mercury is the planet of thinking and communicating. And he rules things like machinery, travel, itineraries, contracts, all the very cerebral things, right? Oh my gosh. When you travel, how many things do you have to remember and do? And oh, it's stressful. Maybe that's why my Taurus rising ass hasn't gone. <laughs> Give me all the peace, said my adrenals. By the way, you guys, I'm going to record an episode either today or tomorrow because it just feels like something that needs to be out into the ethers about how to get off hormonal birth control, how to naturally balance your hormones. It's not that hard. If my Taurus ass can do it, you can too. And it's the rewards of it are so intensely correlated with a sense of peace and happiness that we were just talking about with human design and astrology that it's so worth the minimal effort. It's just a change in lifestyle. It's just learning how to walk in a different pair of shoes. But once you got it, you got it. Please stay tuned for that. If you're a woman listening to this episode and you're curious about it. Now, when Mercury, the planet of thinking and communicating, goes retrograde. Retrograde means backwards. It's reverting back. Well, when the planet that rules our thinking goes backwards, what are we doing? Where our thinking is moving into the past. It's going back. The way we communicate, we may revert to old ways of communication styles that we don't want to. We may go back to an ex-partner. An old friend that we broke up with may come out of the woodwork, but what's important during this phase is remembering the future, is not going back to old things. And I'm not saying this is a be-all, end-all of don't go backwards, don't do it, go back to that person, da-da-da. I'm a firm believer, and you can repair to repair with someone. But during a Mercury retrograde, it's not so favorable. And now being the fire sign I am, look at me dropping all these excuses for my behavior. Um, I, there's a piece of me that's like, fuck that. I'm going to buy a car during Mercury retrograde. I'm going to go ahead and sign a lease too, just to push the buttons of the stars. And you can, there's nobody saying you can't travel. You can't sign. Like, don't think you have to completely put your life on hold. You just need to put a little more brain power <laughs> into those things you know when we get contracts like when we buy a new iphone or sign up for a new app there's that long ass thing of agreements terms blah 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 and we normally just scroll through it hit sign and move on well <laughs> during Mercury retrograde you might want to just take three five minutes to actually read the text and see what am i signing up for what does this come with um, some people who have purchased homes or signed a lease during it find that like their toilets broke. So they have the plumber come 
multiple times. If you buy a car, there might be something wrong with the key fob for the entry to the car. Just little things like that. Are they a headache? I don't know. Sure. If you look at it that way, it's all in how you look at it. The lens. We talked about that on our Monday, what's new and good email newsletter. If you guys missed it, go to lightworkers-lounge.com and sign up for our free Monday newsletter, what's new and good. I love talking to you guys over there. But this is what Mercury retrograde means. Just stop and do the REs, reassess, reevaluate, rethink, reprocess any decisions that you have been making. And this isn't putting your life on hold. It's just reassessing it. Like I just did in the beginning of this podcast with astrology and human design. I was reassessing why do I like this? Why do I like talking about this so much? Why do I spend my free time going over this? Reassess, rethink, reprocess, and sometimes redo. Mercury retrograde can be a good time to reevaluate a relationship with someone with them to say, okay, we, we've hit a wall here. We need to talk about this friendship or this business partnership or relationship. Let's hash it out. Right. And again, we work with your Mercury signs. If, if we're doing a water Mercury with a fire Mercury, what do those two elements create? Boiling water, lava. But if they put in effort, have some patience with each other, gentle compassion, they can also be a warm cup of tea or a hot bubble bath. That's Mercury retrograde. I'm not even going to go any further. That's all it is. Rethink, reassess. If you do text your ex, unlike the things online that tell you not to, ask yourself why. Because you may find when Mercury moves direct, and by the way, this is all metaphorical. Mercury is not actually going backwards. It just appears that way in the sky. So if you find you want to reconnect with somebody, ask yourself why. Just sit with it and say, okay, do I only want to reconnect with this person because the notion or the idea of having them on my Rolodex of people I talk to every day feels safe, makes me feel grounded? Or am I just afraid of being lonely and I don't actually want this person in my life? It can be tough, especially as we are just sitting so nicely I say that in air quotes nicely in an eclipse portal right now. Eclipses, right? Things are eclipsing out of our life. It's intense energy until the next one on May 5th. And then we're going to kind of come out of the woodwork. But if you're feeling stuck, dramatic, moody, low, did I say stuck? Confused, foggy, this could be why. It could be. Or it could be your hormones, which we're going to talk about in the next episode because you know us. We like to do feet on the ground, head in the stars over here. And by the way, those episodes are not up yet. I just found that looking at our statistics and our downloads, I think a lot of the people who enjoy those episodes are my astro buffs. And not everybody here is big on astrology. So I want to kind of, I think we're going to make a subscription service for them. That way we can have a little more fun with it and we can do some giveaways with free readings. That's right. So stay with us. Stick with us. Those will be back. They're, they're, not, they're not gone yet. We're just, you know, reassessing, rethinking. This is the key to success and entrepreneurship, which I would love to talk about more of that too, is reevaluating and moving things around and evolving and changing. 
right? I, I do love the notion of what's stick with what's tried and true and just work, 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 work. But hey, my human design is a manifester. Not only that, I'm an emotional manifester, which tells me that I should go where my emotions go. <laughs> I laugh jokingly because I feel like, oh my God, can I just be without putting labels on it? But I also love these things. So I don't know. Go ahead and leave a fucking review that says this girl is nuts. <laughs> this girl needs a therapist. <laughs> what else have I seen you guys say? Oh, people love to talk about my inner child in my reviews. That's cool too. But this is just a part of putting your message out there. You know, this is just, I hate that, that we just accept that this is a part of being on the internet is you have to be okay with people throwing tomatoes at you, with poking fun at your deepest, darkest, most sensitive sides. <sighs> I think I handle it because I can just understand that people who take the time, to, I'll have you know I'm writing this <laughs> with my middle fingers on the keyboard. They're hurt. And I feel so bad that they went through something that monstrous. And not only that, but they can't process and assimilate it and let it go. So they have to do it to not only me, but everyone around them. Sips tea and this on sweet. Arrest me back down when we don't speak. On Nicki Minaj line for you. All right, I'm out of here. I'll be back, though, very shortly to talk about hormones. Because feet on the ground, head in the stars, I don't care how much you know about your human design or your astrology. If your hormones, your physical makeup in that physical flesh suit are not balanced, I don't care what your Mercury is in. It doesn't matter what your sun sign is. I don't care if there's good aspects in your birth chart that make you a lucky ducky. It's not, how can you utilize it? How can you work with your human design if you are physically unwell, not balanced? And since I know a lot of my audience is women with hormones, we're gonna talk about that. And if you guys don't know, you're about to know. I was a holistic health coach before all of this. I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and I taught women about their cycles, their periods, their hormones. This is why my book, It's Just a Phase, Journaling with the Moon, has an entire chapter dedicated to the moon and the menstrual cycle and fertility. It is, who I'm getting deja vu saying this. It is something I'm passionate about. And this feeling of deja vu is so strong that I'm just going to drop off and say I love you. Please come back for this next episode about hormones. Is this just an eclipse feeling of having so much deja vu? Because I literally feel like the, the things I'm wearing, the things I'm saying, and what I'm looking at right now have all happened before. I love you guys. See you later.